Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Startup of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, your host, also the co-CEO of Established. On this special episode, we're going to be recapping the Startup of the Year pitch competition, which included uh, p- featured black founders. Uh, we did it recently and really had some great companies come through. And one of the companies was Fast Track to our, our summit, which is coming up soon. Uh, thank you to the startups that participated. We had a great group of companies that all had black leaders represented in their pitches. They included CPR Wrap, Freeman Capital, Solo Funds, Therma Band, and Youth Enrichments. Additionally, we had some amazing judges come in and share their thoughts, insights, and knowledge. They included Shyla Nieves Bernie, the founding uh, member, founding and managing partner at Zane Venture Fund, uh, Edward Jean Louis, uh, the partner at Tail Venture Partners, and Aubrey Pagano, the general partner at Corrigan Ventures, which just recently rebranded as Alpaca uh, Ventures or Alpaca VC, which I'm super excited about because I love llamas and alpacas. So, really love that rebrand there. Uh, Christy Pitts is the general manager at Backstage Capital as well, and we are big fans of Backstage and everything they're up to as well. So excited to have this great group of judges on board to take a look at these great companies and share their insights. So before we jump in, I wanted to share some segments from some of our team members that have been in the industry for quite some time over the last couple of decades within startup land or corporate world or even investment. So first up, we've got our VP of Engagement at Established and also a member of Established Ventures with the VC Minute. And he's going to be sharing some advice about planning the right amount of capital for your company when you get out there and you're starting to raise, which is always a tough question to come up with, like, how much do you need? So um, my advice is you always need double what you think. But let's hear what Rich has to say. Quick advice to help startup founders fundraise better. Let's talk about the amount you're setting out to raise. This is top of mind for me because I saw it multiple times in the last few weeks. When you set out to raise a round, you need to set the amount that you're trying to raise. What you never, ever want to do is make that amount a range. If you say, we're raising between 1 and 1.5 million, my next question will be, well, which is it? Is it 1 million or 1.5 million? That's a 50% variance. Making the target a range creates more questions than it answers. And what I'm thinking but not saying is, This person doesn't know the amount of money they need, so they don't even know what they're going to do with it. Could you spend another half a million dollars? Sure, but that's not the point. The point is that you have a plan, and that plan requires a set amount of money. Show that you have a plan by knowing the right amount of capital that you need to achieve the plan. And next time on the VC Minute, I'll share in that example whether the right amount is 1 million or 1.5 million, but you'll have to tune back in for that. That's all for the VC Minute. Back to you, Frank. Thanks, Rich. Next up, we have our VP of Programs, Lori Teal, and her favorite part of the upcoming Start of the Year Summit, which is coming up in November. We've done this eight, this is our eighth time, so um, lots of great memories and lots of things to think about. So, Lori, share us, what, what's your favorite part? Hello to our Startup of the Year listeners. I am excited to announce that we have started to roll out our top 100 semifinalists for 2020. And you can check out these amazing companies at our summit site, summit.startupofyear.com. I want to thank each of these startups for accepting our invitation and trusting the program and the established team to join them on their path to changing the world. 
Already their time, energy, and enthusiasm has put such a spring in our step, and the journey has just begun. And on that note, I want to give a very special thank you to our alumni. Thank you for being ambassadors to the program and encouraging fellow founders to apply and participate. Many of the founders in this year's Top 100 have told me that they accepted the invitation because of your endorsement. That means the world to us. And on behalf of the established team, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And now back to you, Frank. That's some valuable info. Thank you so much, both Lori and Rich. And for those of you that are listening, hope you learned something. Um, next, I wanted to talk about our Start of the Year Summit, which I mentioned is our eighth annual summit. This year, the summit will be held on November 16th through 18th. We'll have our top 100 startups competing for the 2020 uh, Start of the Year Competition Championship, which is not just the championship. It's not just the glory. It's also an opportunity to get in front of other investors, get your ideas out there, and potentially find and build new relationships. We'll also be uh, an opportunity for one of the companies to get a potential investment from Established Ventures, which is our investment arm. Uh, there's $20,000 potentially at stake there. And also, you know, there's going to be a number of opportunities, like I mentioned, to connect with these other folks that are going to be a part of it. There's going to be judges and speakers and, and mentors. And we're going to try to do, you know, last year we did 500 mentorship meetings with the top 100 startups. So we're going to, you know, got our, our sights set on that as well. And that was with um, meeting, you know, connecting those startups with investors and corporate leaders. And uh, we've got a great group of, of speakers as well. We've got uh, Tim Draper. Um, he's a, a long, well-known VC, uh, as well as uh, he started Draper University and Draper VC. Uh, he's also also an author. We've got um, Kara Golden, who's the founder of Hint Water, which is that tasty water that's not doesn't have any sugar in it. It's just got the, the nice fruit flavors. And also is the author of a new book called Undaunted, which is just out and uh, coming out actually soon, October 20th. And we're excited to have her joining us. And we also have one of the co-founders of Grubhub. I'm sure you've all tried to order food online before or via your mobile phone. Grubhub was an industry leader in doing that and blazed the path. And we've got Mike Evans, who was the uh, founder of that, one of the co-founders. And he actually was the first one to code it and build, build it and brought it to uh, he and his co-founder led it to an IPO, and now he's got a new company called Fixer and a new book coming out called Hangry. So excited to have him joining us. And then also we've got a couple other authors that are joining us that have some really good insights. Um, Whitney Johnson, who's got a number of books out. One of her most recent one is about called Disrupt Your, uh, Yourself, and uh, it's you know obviously something that everyone during this current situation in the world might want to take a look at. Because uh, we've all been a little bit disrupted, <laughs> and um, also we've got uh, Rohit Bargava, who's a longtime friend and author. Uh, he's written about a dozen books and publishes books for others as well. Uh, his latest book is really interesting and interesting timing. Came out in January. It's um, it's called the Non Obvious uh, Mega Trends, which is a culmination of ten years of creating non obvious trend guides and or books or slash reports. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting stuff that he's been gathering over the course of the last decade. And some, you know, obviously really are, are all holding true here in this current uh, environment. And some have even been sped up. So ex- exciting stuff. We get to talk to Rohit. Uh, and then also, finally, uh, we've got uh, Meredith Feynman, who's got a new book called Brag Better. It's the art of shame, uh, shameless self-promotion, which I think everyone can get a little bit or learn a little bit from as we all... Um, are out there, you know, trying to pitch your ideas or, or get that promotion or, or get that startup off the ground. So great speakers. That's just a, a handful of them. There's a bunch more uh, out on our website. If you go look at summit.startupofyear.com, you'll see all the, 
all the great people coming to join us, including judges, will be pitched uh, be pitched to by these top 100 startups. They'll be pitching at the event. Um, the judges are really well known uh, investors and and thought leaders. So exciting folks there. And then also, um, you know, if you're out listening right now, this is a complimentary event. So there's no reason you shouldn't mark your calendars um, November 16th through 18th and come be a part of this exciting community um, that we're building here with Startup the Year. Um, there's a great group of people and you'll be able to engage and connect. There'll be live, you know, AMAs type sessions as well where you'll be able to connect with, you know, different types of industry leaders in the VC world or startup space or even in, you know, if you're trying to pitch, you know, the PR world or whatever. So it's great stuff. It's going to be a great, great program. And I really hope you can join us. Uh, Oct- it's not in October this year. It's November 16th through 18th. And you can find it on uh, summit.startupofyear.com on the internet. So sign up today. This year, we've got a new program that we've mentioned a few times, and I wanted to mention it one more time because I'm excited about it. It's the .us Veteran Start of the Year category. So we're going to be selecting not only Start of the Year, but also the .us Start of the Year, which is going to be giving a $10,000 non-dilutive cash prize to the founder of a company that's led by a U.S. veteran, spouse, or dependent. So pretty cool stuff. We really appreciate all the things that veterans have done uh, for this country and they've given a lot and we want to uh, really show our, our support here with this program. Our, per- our partner uh, .us is offering um, you know free .us domains as well. So if you're out there listening, you can get a free domain right now. So uh, for any idea that you want uh, to get out there in the world. So uh, we have a .us at est.us, which is our shorter URL, but we also have established.us. And, um, you know, there's popular popular companies using .us's all over the place. So most popular right now probably is zoom.us. So um, you can get your .us domain. If your other extensions aren't available, definitely get the .us. And it might be, uh, it's shorter. I mean, shorter than .com. So check it out. Uh, if you want to want to find out more about it, definitely go to the show notes and uh, click on the link and you can go right there and register for your free domain. All right, that was a lot. And I hope uh, you're still with us. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And I wanted to share, we're going to jump right in here with our uh, founder, our Black Founder event, which was previously recorded, but it's a great pitch event with some great people. And we're going to jump right into the judges being introduced. So let's listen in. First, I'd like to welcome Shaila Nieves Bernie. She is the founding and managing partner of Zane Venture Fund. Shyla has spent over 20 years working closely with leading organizations and exceptional talents to create solutions that address disparities through investment in human capital. She founded Zane Venture Fund, a seed fund that would invest in underrepresented founders with the goal of closing the funding gap and generating high returns for investors, and Zane Access, which provides early stage companies led by diverse teams access to cross-functional experts, resources, best practices, and customized content critical for accelerating growth. Welcome, Shyla. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I, I'm really happy to be here and see, meet the company. Yes, we haven't seen you since New Orleans, so it's, it's I, great to see you. I know, and it seems like that was forever ago, and I think I it was just last year. <laughs> All right, next up, we welcome Edward Jean-Louis, partner at Tail Venture Partners. Edward teamed up with Michael Young and founded Tail Venture Partners in 2017. Their mission isn't just to invest in companies that will be successful because they turn the bottom line. They're interested in culture and how to use company culture to help startups succeed. Welcome, Edward. Thank you all for having me. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited for today's event. Love that you're bringing in nature with you. 
<laughs> thank <laughs> we you, do thank that. You. We've got like thunder clouds, you know, on the horizon. Yeah, so. it looks like it's going to rain here. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> yep, yep. Good to see you again. All right. Next, I want to introduce Aubrey Pergano. She's a general partner at Corrigan Ventures. Aubrey co-founded or founded uh, Bow and Drape, an online women's retailer that uh, sells customized sweat uh, shirts and uh, shirts and sweatshirts, which was acquired by Wins Brands Group. Uh, she went on to uh, be an investment partner at X, uh, X Ventures for several years, and now Corrigan Ventures as their newest partner. And uh, at Corrigan, she focuses on uh, businesses reshape or basically businesses reshaping the real world, layering technology over the daily life experiences. That's pretty cool. And a little fun fact about Aubrey, I, I like this. Uh, Bowen Drape was previously, previously called Zora and took part in one of our events back in Boston many, many, many years ago. So technically, she's actually a Startup of the Year alumni and she may or may not know that. So welcome back. <laughs> I did know that. I was like, uh, I was really, I'm not gonna say what year it was. But it was like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank that age is all about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, please keep that. We'll never wanna say that again. All right, so, because uh, we're 27 forever. Um, so that, that, that's how that, that rolls. Anyway, next up, we've got um, Chris, Christy Pitts. Uh, she's a general partner at Backstage Capital. Christy is an early stage investor. Um, with Backstage Capital and the co-founder of Backstage uh, Studio. And she also leads up the um, Global Accelerator Program as well. So she joined in 2017 and went on to assist um, sourcing and investing in more than 80 startups uh, that are led by uh, underrepresented founders like women, people of color, LGBTQ. And um, she's also brought that number from 80 to 140 companies now that they've invested in over at Backstage Capital. So pretty impressive numbers there. Christy, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Really excited to have you. All right, so thank you all the judges for being here today. Please mute your mics and we're gonna get started with the pitches. So here's how it works. Each startup will present a two minute pitch. Then they will each engage with the judges for about eight minutes of Q&A. When there is one minute left of Q&A, our friend Bessie is gonna pop into the screen Audience, be sure to take notes. There's very often valuable tips and best practices shared in these conversations and you'll want to take careful notes. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see Bessie. I know, a little surprise for everybody. Yep, ready okay. Ready to get started? Yeah, ready to get started. All right, so you had me at Llama. <laughs> All right, our first startup is CPR Wrap and it's founded by Felicia Jackson out of Hicks, uh, Hickson, Tennessee. So let's watch the pitch. In 2002, I almost lost my baby to a choking incident. I was working in the medical field and CPR certified, but instead of doing what I was trained to do, I froze. Thankfully, my husband was there and he was able to save our son. But it was then I realized if this could happen to me, then I know it's happening to people everywhere. According to the American Heart Association, more than 350,000 out-of-hospital cardiac arrests occur in the U.S. every year, with 240,000 of those happening in the home. The person most likely to respond to that emergency will be you. It's been proven that CPR provided immediately after cardiac arrest could double or even triple a victim's chances of survival. But 80% of Americans are reluctant to perform CPR due to a lack of knowledge or fear of causing harm. This is why I invented CPR Wrap. Our patented disposable CPR template protects and guides any non-medical responder during CPR. CPR Wrap has an attached one-way valve mouth barrier, visual hand placements, and simple instructions that can be translated into any language. They come in adult, child, and infant sizes with a price point of $14.99. Since our launch in 2017, we've sold over 8,000 units and have partnered with several nonprofits to provide CPR wrap kits to underserved communities globally. 
The medical device industry is a $185 billion market. By implementing our go-to-market strategy, we've been able to foster many organizational partnerships as they include CPR reps in schools, businesses, transportation, and alongside other safety devices. I have over 20 years experience in the medical field and have put together a team that are experts in sales, operations, and CPR to help grow CPR wrap into a globally recognized brand. We're on a mission to empower people everywhere to step up and do the most basic, unselfish thing a human can do, save a life. We welcome you to visit us at CPRWrap.com to save a life today. Thank you. We'll get the Felicia over here in a second. Felicia, welcome. Uh, really interesting stuff. I I became CPR uh, certified the minute I had a little a child, little person, and uh, so definitely strikes you know come <laughs> hits you right in the heart there. So, Felicia, welcome. Thank you. Judges, so judges, now um, let's raise your hands and uh, in the camera here, and we'll uh, we'll call on you for questions. Who has the first question? Uh, Ed, go ahead. First of all, Felicia, great presentation. Thank you for, uh, for sharing that with us. Um, not to share too much, uh, but uh, CPR actually helped save my life. So the work that you're doing is incredible. Um, question for you, uh, what's the business model? Are you selling direct to consumer? Are you selling to uh, retailers? Can you kind of speak to the business model a little bit? Thank you. Right, so our business model is B to B to C, but we are passively, we have our own e-commerce platform to sell direct to the consumer. And we're also on walmart.com, but uh, we're really focusing on bringing channel partners in to get the product out uh, more efficiently. Excellent. All right, so next up we have Freeman Capital. Founder Calvin Williams from Charlottesville, North Carolina is ready to pitch. Hello, I am Calvin Williams, the founder of Freeman Capital. In the next 50 years, half of the U.S. population could have a net worth of zero unless they take significant action right now. This is due to the wealth gap, the income gap, and health disparities. This especially impacts people of color. So at Freeman Capital, we are providing comprehensive wealth management as a service, solving people's number one problem. Now, the way that we do that is that we combine psychographic insights with their financial data, and then we use our wealth algorithm to make recommendations and advice. This helps the user find their missing steps. We provide proactive and predictive advice, combine that with recommendations on how to build wealth both in and out of the stock market tailored to their risk tolerance. When a user signs up, we identify their relationship with money, their missing steps, and they get to work one-on-one -on -one with a certified financial planner. Our target market is over $116 billion. We are generating revenue through monthly subscriptions and other fees. We, we have been a direct-to-consumer business, but we will have a pilot with a Fortune 10 company providing financial wellness at the start of 2021. I am so proud to lead a team of, ex of experienced professionals with over 200 years from some of the top brands in finance technology and product marketing. We are on pace to have over $100,000 of annual recurring revenue in our first year due to our 30% month-over-month organic growth. 
What I'm most proud about is our 80% of our active users have increased their net worth in their first year. We are raising a round of seed capital. Love to talk about that in Q&A. I'm Calvin Williams. Let's do something crazy and add over $500 billion back into this economy through building people's wealth. This is Freeman Capital and wealth starts here. Awesome. All right. All right. Calvin, you with us? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Thanks Fantastic. for having me. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Let's hear some questions from the judges. Who would like to go first? Shyla, you're up. Oops. Sorry, I got fingers. Hey, Calvin, great presentation. And Thank I you. appreciate what you're doing around solving sort of the wealth gap. That's really important, even in my work. So appreciate that. Um, I, I do want to, you know, your competition is probably pretty big. How are you going to set yourself apart from some of the bigger um, wealth management companies out there? Like, what's the differentiator for you? Yeah, so when you look at the market, there are a number of different segments. You have the very large players like JP Morgan and Chase. They really are doubling down on just trying to ca uh, capture the money transferring from their current clients to their to the next generation. Then you have the new upstarts like Robinhood and Betterment. And really the sweet spot that we are playing in is that unlike the other robos, we are providing two things. The first is comprehensive wealth management. We are including things from budgeting to loan to insurance and retirement planning. And we are focused on generational wealth, which for our target market is a term and a cause that they need the most. And so when you look at people of color, that is what they are looking for. And so we have been, uh, kind of riding the wave of the buying black and the in, and, and the investing black, which are two things that, that assess apart. So we are different in our culture and how we target our underlying service and who we are servicing. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, more questions. Aubrey. Hi, uh, thanks for the presentation. Uh, super helpful. I was going to ask, what are your, if you could break down kind of like your economics in terms of what is the average account that you have on the platform? And then as far as the cost to serve, um, you know, a lot of with these robo advisors, a lot of it is around the scale that they can provide yep. for these. So yep. how are you guys, um, you know, modeling out your cost to serve and um, taking people through their different um, risk tolerance TAMs? Yep. Exactly. So another great thing about how we have unbundled the um, business model is that rather than focused on charging asset under management fees, which is what the you know which is what the competition is doing, we are charging a monthly subscription fee. This means that a customer for a betterment that has less than a hundred thousand dollars generates no real revenue for them. But for that customer, for us, they pay $65 per month. We have now turned an unprofitable customer into profitable with a low churn rate of under 3.8%. Um, and so because of that, we are able to service these customers. So our customers come to us if they have assets, they kind of come in two chunks. Those who have no real assets and we're helping them get started. And then, you know, those who have about 100 to 150K in assets. But... The key part of our business model is that assets don't drive our revenue. It's the subscription fees. And then the actual cost to, to serve is currently dropping because of as we get more users on the platform, it uh, goes down. But as of yesterday, it was $36 per month to, to service a customer. When, once we reach our scale, our goal is to have that number down to about five bucks. All right, next up, we, oh, judges, you ready to go? Thumbs up, thumbs up. All right, all good. 
All right, next up, we've got Solo Funds. Travis Holloway, he's out of Los Angeles, California. Let's watch the pitch. Hi, my name is Travis Holloway, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Solo Funds. Have you ever lived paycheck to paycheck? If the answer to that is no, you've been extremely fortunate, as 78% of the country, even before COVID, actually did, with women and minority women bearing the heaviest burden. These people take trips to payday lenders that look like this in order to make ends meet, where they're, where they're met with 400% average interest rates and can never improve their credit, even though the average borrower takes eight loans a year at $375 each. So we created Solo, a mobile lending exchange connecting individual lenders to individual borrowers for the purpose of providing more affordable access to small dollar loans. The benefits to lenders are simple. They can earn industry-leading returns up to 12%, with an average payback duration of just 15 days. For borrowers, they actually are empowered to set their own terms, where they receive money fast, within seconds, and they can avoid predatory debt lending traps. Solo is differentiated from every other lender in the market today, as we're the only small dollar, short term, completely mobile lender with no formal application process to get approved. In 27 months, we originated 45,000 loans. We're currently on a million annualized revenue run rate. We're, we've experienced 40% month over month growth, and we have an industry leading CAC as well as take rate at 11%. We have partners such as Visa and Kiva that we're extremely excited about. Our executive team is comprised of subject matter experts across the board. My background's in finance, where I spent about eight years as an advisor at Northwestern Mutual. My co-founder, Rodney, his background is originally from P&G as a brand manager, but he went on to find a company called Listener that's been a CNBC top 50 disruptor four times over and has raised over $40 million. Solo has raised $6 million in our seed round from phenomenal investors such as Impact America Fund, Techstars, and Mac Venture Capital. We're currently raising our Series A, where we're looking for lead investors, co-lead investors, or the participatory capital. Thank you. You had me at $1 million in annualized revenue, I think. <laughs> so, and then you started with CAC. So anyway, um, welcome, Travis. Can I jump in? I have some questions. Yeah, yeah go Mr. ahead. Travis here. Yeah, How are you? There he is. Welcome. Great job. Uh, Christy, <laughs> jump on in. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Travis, for a great presentation. Can you tell us more about um, the customer or usage behavior on the product? So how many, you know, do you see multiple loans from the same people um, on both sides? What's the repayment rate look like? So, and things of that nature. Yeah, definitely. Um, great question. So on the borrower side, uh, as I mentioned in the pitch, the average payday loan borrower takes eight loans a year at $375 each. Uh, what we've seen on our platform is our average borrower takes between four to six loans per year, call it an average of about five, um, which, uh, which average about $200 each. Our average loan on the platform is just $200 um, as people are taking these loans for basic necessities. And in, in a post-COVID environment where people need money for groceries, um, you know, rent, utility bills, et cetera, uh, due to the layoffs, the furloughs, and hours being reduced, uh, this is their cheapest and most affordable option for loans in the market. Our average lender actually does about seven loans per month. Um, and we have power lenders who actually fund the majority of the loans on the platform today who are doing upwards of $20,000 per month. Okay, next up, we've got Thermaband with uh, Marquia Dickinson from Weston, Florida. So let's watch the pitch. I'm Marquia Dickinson, the co-founder of Thermaband. How many of you frequently feel cooler or warmer in a room than you'd like? Well, the reality is that half the people on the planet experience a personal inferno that rages within in the form of a hot flash. We envision a world where thermal relief is accessible and menopause is a celebrated milestone in a woman's life. 
The reality is that menopause doesn't only lead to discomfort and inconvenience. Research shows that it impacts quality of life and productivity and economic outcomes. The present solutions are ineffective, invasive, and dated, like frozen necklaces and hormonal replacement therapy. Women seek a natural, non-invasive tech solution. Our team brings legal operations and engineering expertise, along with an advisory board of physicians and scientists. And the mission was really born out of my mother slash co-founder's personal experience and her need um, for a solution for an age-old problem. Our product, The Zone, is a smart personal thermostat that represents an equitable solution for women. Our product is unique with automated heating and cooling features utilizing digital health data to identify thermal fluctuations and activate the device accordingly. Our go-to-market strategy is focused on the core menopausal market of 550 million women with a significant market adjacency opportunity to expand beyond um, to address the 3.5 billion people total addressable market. Speed to market and traction have propelled us thus far. Over the past 10 months, we've validated our product market fit through focus groups and surveys and have gathered over 600 early access signups in addition to a comprehensive IP strategy with patents pending. Join the movement to foster a sense of unity and sisterhood to provide thermal relief. Sign up for early access on our website. Thank you. All right, let's bring Markia in here. Great job. I was my first, I'm going to kick it off with the first question. I'm constantly hot, including right now. Can I use this product? Is this Absolutely. Help me? Okay. <laughs> Definitely can. Yes, That's for sure. <laughs> All right, we've got the first question. I'll go first. All right, Shyla. That's so great presentation. Um, I'm curious about the cost and is it a direct to consumer product? Um, if you can just expound on that. Yeah, absolutely. So the we're kind of um, we're trying to understand the different cost components now in terms of unit economics. The cost that we has have as of now is one ninety nine, and the um, we are planning on direct to consumer, but we're also planning on B two B to C in terms of partnering with uh, women's health clinics. Part we've already started um, conversations with women's health clinics and different research institutions, different OBGYNs to kind of understand all the different distribution channels and meet women where they're where they are in terms of where they're already seeking the support they need when it comes to menopausal symptoms. But our our at least our initial go to market strategy is to launch through our e-commerce um, through our e-commerce site. Last but not least, youth enrichment. We have founder Margot Baines from Houston, Texas. Let's see her pitch. There's been a 15% increase in suicidal death due to low self-esteem amongst kids. My name is Margot Baines and growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I suffered from low self-esteem and as a result, I was subject to unhealthy coping mechanisms. Unhealthy self-esteem in kids translates to unreached potential in adults. This is why I created Youth Enrichment, a software as a service, self-esteem based e-learning platform that delivers social and emotional learning to kids ages six through 14. Our platform collects actionable data while teaching the curriculum. Our unique character-led instruction increases engagement in our target audience. Parents enroll their kids on a monthly subscription or schools will contract our services. Children take a pre-course survey and continue throughout the course. After course completion, they take a post-course survey to determine their climate, and then data is provided to key decision makers for further action, like course continuation, therapy, or even counseling. 
We've already impacted over 10,000 kids and grossed nearly 300K in our early stages as we've developed strong relationships with parents, school districts, and organizations throughout Houston. While we don't have direct competition, our customers do have another alternative. Neither of them delivers the actual curriculum while collecting the data and uniquely engaging the audience. Our unique business model is a strategic B2B and B2C system. My BA in finance as a 10-year Army veteran with a passion for social services molded me into the perfect leader for my social enterprise. My team has a combined 40 years of sales and educational marketing experience. We also have a behaviorist and tech advisor to ensure that our technology is both impactful and effective in global markets. Children shouldn't be limited to unrealized potential due to unhealthy self-esteem. Our platform is helping to shape the minds of youth and impact their conditions. So we have more world leaders, problem solvers, and disruptors. We are using the power of technology, empowerment, and data to help children realize and reach their full potential. Great. Awesome. Welcome, Margo. Okay, let's jump right into questions. Okay, I wanted to say thanks for using our pictures on the last slide. That was very cool. I was like, yeah. hey, could it be up there with Kamala and so many yeah. others? Um, okay, quick question. I have um, I have a son. He's a little baby still, so he's not um, engaging with any technology like this yet. But many of my friends have kids who are school-aged, and their kids are having a really hard time spending any time in front of a computer. Um, yeah. because of distance learning. So what do you see for the kids that you're helping? Like, um, what is their engagement like and um, their interaction with your product? Yeah, so a lot of our engage, they love um, really signing on to the sessions and being able to connect with kids from any and everywhere. So it's not like they're just sitting in front of a computer and they're just reading something off of the screen. Um, we give them interactive assignments and they really get to connect with other people so that we'll, we're constantly developing their social skills. Okay, so here we are. I think we're at our, our chance to, uh, to name the people's choice, right? And they're a recipient of the Silver Microphone Trophy. And they'll have a drum roll, please, for the winner. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting real-time updates that says, wait, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually get that. That's not usually a sign I get. So The suspense, the suspense. I know. They're really Seriously. messing with us today. <laughs> in in oh, the booth, they call that a cliffhanger. Yeah, when, right? When we're on stage during this, it's always like, you know, you just start doing your song and dance. Right. It's hard on virtual. It's a lot harder to, to do the song and dance. I don't have, I can't move my legs right now. Okay. So I can't get my it. feet out there. Okay. We ready? All right. All right. So without further ado, the winner of the People's Choice Award, which is a recipient of the Silver Microphone Trophy, and we'll have a little bit of a drum roll, please, is <laughs> Youth Enrichment. Congratulations. Hey, Margo, come on over. I think she's going to come over and uh, we'll welcome her back for a word and a picture and an opportunity. Say hello. Margo. Right. Hey, Margo. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, congratulations, Margo. Awesome job. Unmute yourself for a sec. Congratulations. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Great job. We're going to do a quick. Uh, a picture picture moment here everyone smile yeah. <laughs> photographers <laughs> out there somewhere all right 
Hopefully somebody captures that somewhere on the internet. Good right. job. All right. Get your trophy cabinet ready. Yeah, get that trophy cabinet wet ready. Um, Thank you. You got a new trophy to put in it. Over microphone. Nice work. All right. All right. So the moment we're all waiting for, I think I have it. All right. So the winner. The winner of today's Startup of the Year virtual pitch competition celebrating Black founders who will receive $1,000 cash, a gold microphone trophy, and will automatically advance as a top 100 semifinalist at the Startup of the Year Summit this fall is, there will be a drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> Freeman Capital. Woo! All right, so Calvin, come on over. We'd love to hear a word from you. Congratulations, Calvin. Yeah. Oh, there, he wow. is. there he is. Great job, Calvin. Thank you so much. Wow, man. This is, <laughs> I didn't expect this. This, the, the, this, this court was amazing. So thank you very much. That's such a powerful event. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you to my co-host, Jen Consalvo, for joining in that and all of the judges. And congratulations to our winner, uh, Freeman Capital, who received the fast-tracked place, uh, first place uh, at this particular competition. They'll be going to our summit, which, as I mentioned a lot about earlier, is November 16th through 18th. It's already on your calendars. And we also had a, uh, you know, want to congratulate our People's Choice Award for this particular event, Youth Enrichments. They're do, you know, doing some great stuff as well, and I'm excited to continue to watch them as they continue to grow. So thank you again for listening, and remember to subscribe to our show. Please review it. If you have any thoughts or questions about starting up or want to maybe, you know, ask us something or you know, have any thoughts about how to improve the show, we always love to hear that stuff. We look at every review. So please drop a review, um, you know, some stars, but also leave some comments. We'd love to hear um, how, what you're thinking. And, you know, if there's anything we can do to help with your startup journey, we want you to drop it there. So as always, uh, you know, really appreciate everyone that's listening. And if you're starting up or you have an idea, today is the best best day to start up. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Remember, you can start today. It doesn't have to be launching the product. You can start with just scribbling down the ideas every single day. Keep, keep kind of thinking and iterating through what those ideas might be. And eventually, you'll come to the right thing. And then you can get, get that idea going. Um, but yeah, today is the best day. Don't wait tomorrow for tomorrow and and keep uh, you know looking back someday and thinking, gosh, I should have, I woulda, coulda, shoulda, because it'll go by too quick. So, all right. So thanks so much for listening, everyone out there. Stay safe and uh, be well. And I'm Frank Gruber, your host of the Start of the Year podcast. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll be back with another episode soon. 